God, I'm already warm. It's headphones, man. man heat up. They need. We need like mesh headphones. <laughs> or just on ear, not over the ear. Yeah, earbuds or something. But I'm not buying headphones for everybody again. <sighs> Fine. Bring your own. B Y O H. Yep. This is the AT Banter Podcast, a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Flurry, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to yet another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Yeah, it's the kind of mood I'm in. It's a Monday. It's a Monday, and it's, I don't know, it's been hot all weekend. I'm still a little warm. Cranky, crotchety. A little, a little crotchety. I've been doing database stuff all day. Yep, looking at figures. I'm a little tired. It's the end of the day. It is. So normally, we record earlier in the day. Now, we're recording after hours. <laughs> Not happy about it. Right, AT banter after hours. Yeah, well. We thought, we thought about doing AT after dark or something, didn't we? We did. We talked AT about banter. it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's where all the... All the juicy... All the juice juicy comes stuff. out. All the filters come off. Yep. Hmm. But we realized that our filters don't work anyways, so it'd be kind of redundant. <laughs> yes. Besides, who wants? we don't want to listen to Rick Unfiltered. He's rarely here. Yeah, I know. Uh, hey, so uh, how you been? Uh, good. Had a good weekend. You know, the weather did cool down a little bit, so that was quite comfy for me anyway. Yeah, I can't believe August is almost half over. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the summer's really flown by. I can't believe August is, is half over. Yeah, schools are getting schools ready to go getting- back. This is a time of year I used to get really depressed as a kid. Do you remember that? This is when all those back-to-school commercials would start uh, yeah, to come on. Started. You'd be like, what? Yeah, I've seen them already. Yep. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that means uh, for us, too. Uh, we this is, We're gearing up into our, our uh, busy season as well. So, Bring it on. No more lazy days for us. Hmm. Not sure how I feel about that. I like the odd lazy day. Yeah. Just to gather your thoughts. And AKA watch Netflix. <laughs> it's too much to watch on Netflix. Where do you start? That's my uh, problem now. Yeah, I, I know. I'm kind of the same way. I, I, well, I always, whenever I'm like looking through Netflix, it's always like I'm in a particular mood. Mm. Like I want to watch something. I don't know what it is, but I know what I don't want to watch. And so I just spend 25 minutes going At through least. going, nah, nah. Nah. Or you start something in 10 minutes, there's like, no, nah, I'm not into this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, and there's, there's just too much. Let me go back to the days where we had like a third of the options that we have now. Well, true. It's like, <laughs> it, I don't know, the equivalent, it's really the equivalent of, of you know, back in the 90s, if you owned a video store mm-hmm. and you could just watch anything you wanted. Yep. All the time. You would just, you just wander around the video store going, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. can't decide. What am I in the mood for? Yep. 
Um, all right. Well, let's anyways. 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 Hey, did a uh, couple things to talk about before we dive in. <sighs> Although before we prepare to dive in, why don't we talk about what we're doing today? What are we doing today? I don't know. You tell me. That's my question to ask you. <laughs> well, you had the segue there, so I, I went know, the other yeah, way. No, you went the other way. <laughs> Today, we are talking with Senior Sales and Marketing Manager Arum Choi from Dot Incorporation. And what, what uh, does uh, Dot Inc. make? They make the Dot Watch, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with. It's a tactile smartwatch. Yeah, Braille, Braille smartwatch. It's, uh, it's pretty damn cool. It's interesting. You know, I had it on my wrist here in the basement and played with it a little bit. And, you know, it's, it's an, an innovative product, I think, and meets, meets the needs of some people who mm-hmm. are on the go mm-hmm. and busy and want notifications on the wrist. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I think the real, the real implication here, and we'll get into it when we, when we bring them on, is, uh, is the technology that drives it, I think. Because uh, it sounds like it's a slightly different technology than conventional Braille devices, which could translate into uh, some some fairly from some bigger, regular sized Braille devices with with this technology built into it. That could mean could lower mean prices, a lower price. Yay! But we'll see. Bring it on. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we'll get to there. Uh, you know what I saw in the news today, Ryan? What'd you see? I saw that Rice Krispies. The cereal? No, not the cereal. Sorry, Rice oh. Krispie treats. Oh, okay. They sell them as pre-made treats now. Incidentally, I'm not like Rice Krispie squares. Yeah, which I don't support, to be honest, because <laughs> I think that if you if you are going out and you're buying Rice Krispie treats already made, you're lazy. Well, especially if you're paying, let's say, two dollars Canadian for a Rice Krispie square. When you can buy a box of Rice Krispies for $2 and make all the Rice Krispie squares you want. There is something about homemade <laughs> Rice Krispie squares. Like, I, I don't have a problem with people buying homemade Rice Krispie squares that, uh, that you know, grandmas have made, mm-hmm. and then they sell at a craft fair or something. That I'm okay with. But, I mean, come on. Do you do, really, is it that hard? I, as a 12-year-old, I could make Rice Krispie squares. Marshmallows, butter. Rice Krispies. Yeah. You yep. melt them all up. It's not hard, people. So first of all, you shouldn't even be buying Rice Krispie squares pre-made. <laughs> but if you are going to, this is pretty cool news. Uh, so I, I guess with these things, a, a big marketing thing that they were doing is they had notes, like sticky notes that you could you could sort of tear off and you could put on the packaging and, and you could write, you know, do your homework or mom loves you or whatever and stick it on the treat and put it in the kid's lunchbox. And that was, you know, it's kind of cute. Uh, but now they've kind of gone this extra step where they have now included Braille stickers hmm. for visually impaired kids, which I have to say is pretty cool. So do you know like where that's available? Is it just in the U S currently or uh, does the article say no, 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 I'm assuming. I, 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 yeah, I don't. That I don't know. Okay. Um, but uh, I, you know, it's it's a. I don't know. It's it's good. You know, Absolutely. anytime anything, they they take that extra step and think about accessibility and they think about inclusion. Um, inclusion. Uh, it's always a good thing. So, yeah. hats off the, to Kellogg's, woo! the Rice Krispie people. But really. Do you really need to be making pre-made Rice Krispies? I swear. I mean, that's my only question. 
Oh, Rob. Next time you're in Starbucks, you're going to be caught eating a Rice Krispie Square. And listen, <laughs> if the people at Starbucks are making it and then selling it to me, I don't have a problem. I just have a problem with making it in a factory or oh, something. Oh, I see. Somewhere somebody's making, like, I don't know, it can't be as good as no, nothing's a homemade, homemade Rice Krispie Square, let's be honest. That's right. And feel free to send us Rice Krispie Squares if you're into making some, because we'll eat them. Oh, the lady down the street used to put chocolate chips in hers. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. Mm. Damn. <laughs> now Rob's hungry. Hey, do you remember also we were talking a few weeks ago about uh, that guy that was working on um, developing um, sign language for the Amazon Echo? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um and we were like, yeah, man, you know, so one day they're going to, they'll be making these, you know, they'll be making these assistants with screens built in. Uh, wow. We were behind the times because they have been started to, they've, they've started to release these things already. Yeah. Um, Google, I mean, I'm assuming that. Uh, the Amazon Echo Show has a screen. That's right. I think Lenovo has just released one with a screen. That's right. And Google, ha- speaker. And Google has just started shipping theirs as well. Does Google have one with a screen? They do now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. They started shipping that. last month. At the end of last month. I know. I was looking at the Google Max today. It was like four hundred and ninety-nine dollars Canadian. I was like, my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, well, that's crazy. But no. But so, <laughs> so these things are already are already here. No. So that's you know that's I think it'll only be a matter of time before uh, you know sign language could be a, a built-in part of of devices like that. Well, and you think of like if the Google Home can do it or Lenovo running, you know, the Google Home or Google Assistant, imagine if you had that device, let's say on your, I don't know, your night, your, your coffee table, and you Chromecast that to your TV. Now, mm. let's say you're using a product like Ira or Be My Eyes or something. You could have a sign language interpreter. Yeah. You know, read back to you or speak back to you or, or sign back to you whatever it is that you know you're trying to communicate yeah it's true the potential for a product like this um is is huge yeah you know you could even go smaller with you know an assistant on your phone or device you know even some of the new smartphones are six inches seven inches they're getting bigger and bigger right the the note nines and stuff you know they're probably big enough as well yeah so i mean hopefully that's this is something that uh that that the big boys are now looking at you know, we've got this independent uh, developer who's been working on it and, and got some press. So hopefully they're uh, they're taking notice of that and uh, and doing something as well. So I'm sure it'll be something that uh, that we can keep an eye on for the next six months and see what see what develops. Absolutely. Oh, uh, you know what? This isn't AT related, but I saw this on Twitter too, and it kind of bums me out. So I apparently Aretha Franklin is really sick. Huh? Yeah, she's got all her family and loved ones gathered around her. Uh, it's been on the news. Sucks. I guess she's been sick for quite a while. Yeah, we're going to lose another one. Well, we are. You know, I was going to say to Linda later because I haven't really seen her much today. You know, it's funny. You see the Mick Jaggers and the Keith Richards all still going strong and everything else. And, you know, you see these, you know. Yeah, mind you, she's 76. I don't know how much how, how old Mick Jagger is, though. He's in his 70s. Is he? Hey, Google. How old is Mick Jagger? Yeah. Oh. So same age. Jeez. A voice that will be missed. But yeah, that sucks. Yep. That that's gonna it's gonna be up there with a B, losing a BB King or a. Mm-hmm. Ah, damn it. Yes, so. it will be sad. Mm. 
But I've got a bunch of Aretha Juke, Aretha Jukebox, Aretha Franklin on my jukebox. So what jukebox? What do you mean? What are you my, talking about? My hard drive. Oh, okay. I call my jukebox. Oh, that's cute. It's my drive. Yeah. So I can play Aretha Franklin whenever I want. Um. Wait. You're still pulling music off your. Don't you just use Spotify? Yep. Okay. Yep. So you use, but you use both. Yeah. I've still got you know a bunch of music on my hard drive, mm. and sometimes I don't want to you know listen to Spotify because I don't like it's what it's selecting or. Mm-hmm. So I just play my own music. But did you hear what Spotify free is talking about going ad free? What? Mm-hmm. No, I did not hear yeah, about that. They're wow. talking about taking the ads out of Spotify and what free. What would be the downside of having a free account then? I haven't dug into the details. I don't really know. I think it's just a test, it's test pilot be right now. Maybe. Maybe you'll get an ad an hour or something. I don't know. But That's weird. I'll switch to free. You get rid of the ads. No, that can't be right. Yeah, they're talking about getting rid of ads and Spotify free. Well, there's got to be a catch. Probably. But like I said, I haven't looked into it. Mm-hmm. I just saw the headline. and was like, hmm, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. So, uh, well, I think that's all the news we got for this week anyways. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you yeah, next time. Yeah, see you later. We're going home. It's dinner time. <laughs> it's <after. laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> going to be hungry by the time this ends. <laughs> Uh, no, let's go ahead and uh, and bring the folks on from uh, from Dot. Let's do it. Hello. Hi, is that Priscilla? Yes, it's Aram and Priscilla. Hi. Hello. Hi, Ryan. Hi. So I'm Ryan, and in the room with me is Rob Mano. Hello. 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 I'm glad you guys could both join us today. Um, hello. This is Aram, and I'm from Dot Incorporations, a startup that developed a smart device for the visually impaired people. And we started this company in 2015. Our CEO, Eric, he met a blind girl in Washington University. That's how we began. And after that, he go, came back to Korea and he made dots. And during three years, we made our own patent, like our R&D center and factory, and all this manufacturing system, and we can finally launch the Dot Watch just just a month ago. And hello, I am Priscilla Chang, and I I'm not a full time worker at Dot. I'm just here to help out during my summer break because I'm still a college student. And so my home institution is Cornell University, and I met Dot two years ago as a high school student and because I loved the idea about how they were trying to help visually impaired people with a cool idea called um, a braille smartwatch. I cold emailed Dot and I, I asked if I can visit and I was offered a chance to come and see and help out. And so that's how my internship at Dot worked in my high school years. And then two years later, this summer again, uh, I was given an opportunity to come back and help in. And so this year I could help. I contributed more in product development by working on the Dot Mini. Our next device. Yeah. So so it was interesting for me because two years ago, I kind of helped out the Dot Watch. And then everything was settled within the two years. And then this year when I came back, it was the second project and it was almost the same stage that I saw the dot watch in. So it was cool because I could contribute to both projects. So how did you find out about the dot company? 
Um, I I generally have an interest in visually impaired uh, in the visually impaired field, I guess, population because uh, mainly because I play the piano. And I was introduced to this idea of how people were trying to fundraise uh, through a music playathon, and so I performed at the music playathon and got to know the foundation that hosted the music playathon, and then that's where my interest in trying to help blind people started. And while googling, I, I found out about Dot, and I was very fascinated by the fact that. Um, there were many, many projects and attempts to create a smart device or portable, very cost-efficient uh, device for the visually impaired in the 21st century, but most of them did not work, and so the Google images were very misleading. However, DOT seemed to have it working, and they said they had a lot of patents, and they were in their product development stage when I found out about DOT Incorporation. So, which is why I thought it was a very cool opportunity to get to know them and get to talk to them, especially because uh, they were they were a group of South Korean people, um, and that's where I come from. Great. Yeah, it's it is. Um, I mean, electronic braille, just by its very nature, is 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 a very expensive endeavor and antiquated. The well, technology sure. We use. Yeah, exactly. And so th it, this it's an exciting product because it, it does use a, a bit of a different technology. And, and we'll sort of get to that, but maybe we can just start out just stepping through for people who, who haven't heard of the Dot Watch. Maybe just take, take us through um, how it works and, and what it can actually do. Dot mm, Watch, there are this play. It's not a spring, but a braille. So there are four cells into the screen. Um, the braille pops up, pop ups and down. So you can read the braille basically. And there are two touch sensors as below. So you can go to move forward and to backwards. Um, you can use the dot watch, just the standalone version. But if you have a smartphone after connect the smartphone by Bluetooth, you can receive all kinds of notification on your smartphone. For example, Facebook message, Google email, WhatsApp message, and the message, and you can receive call and reject call as well using two buttons, there are select and the home button. So there are many function and feature after you download the DotWatch application on your Google Play Store or iPhone, Apple Store as well. Um, and from... So that was from the company's point of view. Mm -hmm. And just from a bystander point of view, before I started working and helping out at Dot, I found it very interesting because, um, so this was after the Apple smartwatch was released. right? And so I was aware of what a general idea of a smartwatch was. And um, the fact that Dot made available the same or similar features that the Apple smartwatch has available for us to visually impair people right. was very fascinating, and it was a very, it was it was a very fluttering idea for me. Well, and, so, it, and it, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, sorry. So after after you download the Dot Watch applications, you can check the several menu tab. The first is functions, 
and education as well. So you can learn Braille one by one. So it's um, even though you don't know about the Braille, you can learn Braille through this dot watch. And we have a tactile mode and a Braille mode. Mm -hmm. So for people who know Braille, they can just enter the Braille mode and use the uh, dot watch by having like Braille words pop out such as test or set or menu mm -hmm. on the four cells. But then for visually impaired people who do not know Braille, they can use the tactile mode, which is more of like a... Uh, a counting diet and they can read. Yeah, so you can count the dots instead of reading the dots in Braille. So for example, if you're reading time, um, if you see that four dots popped up, then you can know it's oh, okay. uh, four o'clock instead of having to read the number four in Braille. Right. So this is kind of a basic step to before to read the Braille. And also we have a find my dot watch function as well. So um, how can I say? Find my dot watch, find my phone. Mm -hmm. Right. After you connect the Bluetooth. So you can just the home button and the select button both push twice time and then you can find where is your phone ringing and the vibration as well and the vice versa. And so like other smartwatches, does it have like a step counter, uh, like a stopwatch or a countdown timer? Yeah, of course. So if you pair your smartwatch, if, you're, if you pair your um, dot watch to your dot app, then you can read um, memos as well mm -hmm. if you have memos saved on your phone. And you can also set alarms up to 10 alarms mm -hmm. on your phone. And then depending on the time, your alarm will ring from your dot watch. And you can also um, set a stopwatch and the timer. dot watch. Yeah, timer. You mentioned about the step, uh, what, what step is counter, step, step counter. counter. No, we didn't. But we have gyro sensor in the dot watch. So uh, we'll think about uh, our next that watch second versions we'll think about it right actually and that's that's an interesting point now so i guess the the advantage of having having the app is that you can also you can always be developing the app um for the watch so it can sort of be an, an evolving product is that is that kind of right definitely and so recently we have had our firmware update and so through multiple firmware updates and um development of the app, we're, we're trying to continue improving the dot watch as much as possible and trying to apply the, those advanced technologies to our future products, such as the dot mini. Okay, well, it, and sort of leading into that, and, and this might be a little bit getting a little bit too on the technical side, um, which is which is fine because Ryan and I aren't, aren't super technical either, so we don't really understand all the, the nuances of of actually Braille cell technology, but from what I understand, the the technology, the the um, the electromagnetic magnetic actuators that's used in the in the dot watch is is different than conventional um, Braille cell technology. Can you can you tell us a little bit about about how it's different? Yeah, so they're called piezo electric cells, mm -hmm. and they're electromagnetic cells like. The actuator itself is electromagnetic. So basically the dots are popping up 
using electromagnetic technology. I see. Mm -hmm. So that's how uh, we can make the, the braille, that braille cell is one tenth of the size and one tenth post compared to exit, exiting piezoelectronic cell, right. which has long been considered to be standard in the braille device market. So we would like to make a new standard in this market through just that cell, because that watch is our, of course, it's a word first braille smartwatch, but it's only our first products. So we prepare our second and third and the next products. So our final product would be like that hat. So it's like a Kindle and it's multi-layer cells. You can uh, read continuously and you can touch map and pictures and all kind of graphs as well. So this could be the game changer. And right. we gonna make a prototype of the dot pad right now. So, and that's that's kind of the exciting part about, about the dot watch. I mean, is really the, the technology that's driving it. Um, you know, the, the fact that you, that you guys have kind of been able to um, figure out this, this new way to drive the, these Braille cells because you can apply it to other devices. And so, you know, that, and now we can maybe segue into talking a little bit about, about the, um, the Dot Mini and, and just what that is and, and what your guys' plans for, for that is. So maybe just, just tell us a little bit about, about the Dot Mini. Um, Dot Mini, it was the project with the Koika. Um, Koika is Korea International Development Association. It's a government side, so we fund from them. Um, so, um, it's an assistive technology device for developing country like Africa and right. India. So we picked two country, Kenya and India. We did a beta test with the Dot Mini, which is affordable device for them. There are sixteen cell, and there are like the this direction button, enter and shift button, and control button. SD card function, USB, and HDMI. So you can, whatever the content inside, they can translate into the Braille. Wow. So this is the core function of the Dot Mini. It's like simple and easy to carry and portable. So the our target price is 500 US dollars for this Dot Mini. And the, the wow. core function that we have is the education tab, education menu. Mm -hmm. So I was, this summer, I was mainly in charge of um, getting the education part of the Dot Mini ready. Right. So because the Dot Mini isn't quite like a big Kindle or a iPad, um, it only has one line of 16 cells. Um, we were trying to get the developing countries, uh, get children in the developing countries to learn Braille in an easy and very approachable um, way. And so our education tab has, it starts from the numbers and alphabet. So we just kept in mind that, oh, these people might not have had any knowledge or any education of braille at all but we were having the idea of just we we were hoping that people could um learn braille from from scratch 
to knowing all the contractions and knowing all the um, symbols and punctuations and everything that they needed to read textbooks or other books that they can, uh, that they want to with the dot mini. Um, we, we also have a ebook reader as well in the dot mini. So our education hmm. contents is mainly for, um, it's mainly based on audible audio lessons. And I was in charge of recording the audio lessons for the beta testing. And yeah, I think that's about it for our education. Yeah, that mini will, will come out early next year. And after beta testing, we can, we can sell. So, so what are some of the features like you mentioned like the USB the HDMI yes. and the e-reader so I'm assuming it has some basic note-taking and can it be used with screen readers like JAWS for Windows or anything like that as a Braille display um, unfortunately there are no input um, keys oh, okay. so it has up down left right control enter for um, moving around in the menus and moving around different lessons or different lines. Right. And for the ebook reader, for example, you can highlight and bookmark sections, but unfortunately we do not have input buttons. Right. So you can't have, you can't input messages or memos directly on the dot mini, but using the, the USB function, you can definitely save files and read files. And the USB function can also be used in the Braille education uh, part portion because our education portion includes tests or quizzes um, for testing the knowledge of the students. And we we were we were picturing out a classroom setting where a teacher would would have quick mini tests or quizzes. That, that the teacher would want to want the students to carry out in class. So in that case, the teacher would put the test file in the USB and give the USB, like pass it around to the students and the students would download the file on their dot mini to carry out the test. In the keyboard functions, we consider the keyboard as well. So um, you can you can pair a keyboard. So it, the dot mini can have like a portable keyboard as well. So if you carry around the keyboard, you can definitely connect it and use a keyboard. A USB keyboard or Bluetooth keyboard? Um, I'm not sure at this stage. Okay. We we're thinking about both, but we haven't decided upon anything at this point. Okay. Mm -hmm. The dot mini have a Bluetooth function as well. And so, I mean, this could this could actually really translate translate well, you know, here and, and sort of in the developed countries as well, because this sounds like it it, would, it could be a really powerful, say, first Braille device for, um, for for students, um, yes. in terms of a of a Braille reader and a and a teaching tool as well, um, especially at that price point. Uh, I mean, that's 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 pretty amazing because you I mean conventional Braille displays is is you know as we know. Um, you know, are, are far, far more expensive. It is. So the price is the kind of a beauty of the Dots product. Yeah. Thanks to Dots Cell. And um, yeah, but in, in Korea, we made that the old kind of um, that cell and technique and inside the like more than 200 parts inside the Dot Watch. We made on our own cell. 
Um, and also, I think the I think um, in addition to the price, the Dot Watch and the Dot Mini are special because they are very very light as well. And so I I haven't personally used um, those assistive devices, but just judging from how they look and how bulky they are and how heavy they are, um, the Dot Watch and the Dot Mini are very very um, they're very light and they're very fashionable as well because they're very visually appealing to everyone as well. Are there, are there plans for more devices? I had, you know, again, without spilling any secrets, but um, you know, are, are you guys taking the, this technology even further and, and developing other maybe larger devices? So um, maybe it's mentioned about that pad and uh, the kiosk, those kind of thing. So, um, as I said, it's multi-layered self, so you can make a lots of images and contents. You can put on the, this dot cell. And the kiosk as well, every time you go to museum or art gallery, there is kind of a tactile map. Right. But after we you made that, you can change that map because this is expensive and it's hard to change some parts. So we'd like to um, make a live one. So this is called uh, .pad or .kiosk .public. Go to the metro or train stations. Um, there's only sound alarming system, but no one can read those kind of information in real-time basis. So using the dot technology, we'd like to make a dot public to read everywhere. Barrier free. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. I mean, so so there are a lot of applications to this particular technology that that could really sort of revolutionize the idea of, of digital braille. Yeah, so um, a project that, that dot is also working on is um, barrier free IoT. And so China recently, um, there was an article that China was trying to establish barrier-free transport systems by 2020. And so what an idea that DOT had was um, developing a smart, smart device for um, public transportation or public museums or infrastructure around big cities that has um, functions such as translating or sign language and braille and um, and of course advertisements. And so what this would help is not only visually impaired or hearing impaired or um, handicapped people, it would also help people who are visiting cities for the first time because um, to be honest, it's hard for people to manipulate and maneuver around new cities and countries that they're visiting for the first time. Mm -hmm. So if these barrier-free smart devices also include um, translating methods or translating software, then I think it would not only help um, the handicapped population, but also the visiting and traveling population. Right. Uh, no, that's, you know what, this, it, it, this is, this is awesome. And, and it's, it's very well timed. I mean, we've been saying here on the show for years now, and, you know, we've worked in the assistive technology, um, industry for years and, you know, the, the time has been ripe for a long time for a new way of doing Braille. 
um, that's that would allow the price to drop to make these devices affordable for people who need them. You know, that's quite often the problem with with things like braille displays and braille note takers is that, uh, I, I mean, they're they're just they're so expensive for people. So mm-hmm. it, it's great to see companies that like yours that that are working on trying to to bring in some of this new technology that's going to drop the price. But it's just only the um, the tip of iceberg, right? It's a long way to go. That cell is the backbone of the complete start product portfolio. That watch is first, mini is second, and pad, kiosk, that public, etc. Before multi-layer display was impossible due to the size of the actuator. Uh, with the current device, only a single line display. It was difficult to show certain information such as like uh, two, 245 plus 247, which would be one line format rather than showing the written equitation in a low by low format. Um, also basic shapes such as circle, rectangle, sort of square and those kind of image and map cannot be displayed with one line refreshable braille display. However, it's showing shape with the multi-layer display is just, um, uh, it, we can see, we can feel that the all kind of shape. And there are endless possibility, the usage, usage for this technology. So that watches first, but um, you can expect more on that. So from the, from the sounds of it, what I'm, what I'm gathering is that like in, in, a, in a conventional um, braille display, basically it's a cell. It's a cell of, uh, of, six, of six raised pins. I, I guess I'm, from what I'm gathering, the the thing that that the, about this multi-layered is that it, it it can go beyond that. It can produce braille, but it can also produce like tactile graphics. Right, you'll have yeah. you'll have height yes. depths, dot yep, dot heights, great. different and, heights. Yeah. So the idea of tactile graphics is what we were trying to um, trying to get through the tactile mode for the right. braille dot watch as well so um and we're trying to develop that into a bigger bigger project and a bigger stage by having six lines of six cells six dots um across this across the screen for the dot pad so that it can if some some cells are placed down and some cells are raised, and if that can that can show a tactile map or a tactile graphic of a of shapes such as um, what Aram said, like circles, rectangles, hearts, and more, then I think it would be a really cool um, play tool as well. Not only like a very educational or yeah. very practical device, but it it can be just a fun device to play around with as well. Absolutely. I mean, I, I see huge potential for you guys. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> oh, and I just wanted to add one thing as well. Sure. Yeah. So Aram was talking about the kiosk and that just rung a bell in my head. So one cool thing that we also did was um, we sent the kiosk to the Pyeongchang Olympics in 2018. I don't know if you were if you were catching up with the sports going mm-hmm. on in the Olympics. Yep. Yeah. But uh, this year, the Winter Olympics were held in Pyeongchang. 
which is in South Korea. And so we, we carried out a project with the Olympic, um, with the Olympic Foundation organization mm -hmm. by sending them some of our kiosk for the Paralympics. And I think, I think that was one of our first steps to trying out how the DOT technology can be used in public situations as well. Well, it's definitely a, a great way to get a whole bunch of beta testers getting their hands on the device and getting feedback from them that would be very valuable going forward. Yeah, it doesn't get any bigger than the Olympics. Yeah. So we just wanted, and we just wanted to clear up on the the dot cell. Mm -hmm. Right. So we will give you sizes to to um, give you a clear picture of how small the dot cell is. So the existing piezo electronic cells are 8.5 by 1.7 by 0 0.5 centimeters. Mm -hmm. And the dot cell is 1.24, 0 0.75 by 0 0.43 centimeters. Which is wow. very, way smaller than the current one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so right there, like if you see 8.5 compared to 1.24 centimeters, yep. that's, that, that's almost a seventh or an eighth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you know, you, you think about about having something on your wrist, like you know, the fact that it's a four cell braille device that will sit comfortably on your wrist all day. I mean, mm -hmm. that that you know illustrates everything you need to know about just how lightweight it is. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, so guys, uh, tell us if people are interested in dot uh, in the dot watch and and interested in keeping up to what you guys are up to. Where can they find you guys on the web? Our website is dotincorp.com, like d-o-t-i-n-c-o-r-p.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you have any inquiry and more questions, please email email us support at dotincorp.com. Or we also have a Facebook page, okay. and we also have Twitter. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have we Instagram. Instagram. Yes. Yes. Not Twitter. We have Instagram. <laughs> so you guys are better than us. We have Twitter, but we don't. Have, we we suck at Instagram. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, through Instagram, we post really cool pictures about uh, of of people wearing dot watches or how it can fit fit really nicely with certain outfits, and we we keep our we keep our customers updated. On what we're doing and Facebook page as well. Could you um, so if you just search up dot dot on your Facebook search page, we will pop up, or it's www.facebook.com slash dot smart braille watch. So it's dot and then smart braille watch. So you can also find us there as well. And sorry, and what's your um, Instagram user name? Uh. Sorry, I stumped you guys on that one, didn't you? <laughs> I have it, I have it. It's just dot incorporations. Yeah. Perfect. And we'll we'll make sure that we, we link to all that in our show notes as well. So so if people can people can find it easier as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks so much for taking some time out and talking to us. Um, it's, it's fascinating. I, I you know, I, again, I think that you guys are doing incredible work. I think it's, it's about time that something comes to market that, uh, that drops the price of these very important devices. So 
Thank you very much. It's an honor to have present, present our products and technology in this show. Thank you for your time. And and listen, you know, uh, maybe once the uh, the dot mini comes out, maybe we'll we'll have somebody on again. And uh, happy to talk to you guys again. And you can, you know, fill us in on uh, on that device. Sure. Definitely. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks so much again, and and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Enjoy Thank you so Tuesday. Much. I'll let you know how Monday turns out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nice meeting you. Bye. All right. All right. Bye bye. Guys. <clears throat> yeah. This that's that's well, pretty amazing. That is pretty, oh, electromagnetic. Uh, why didn't we think of magnets? Well, why it, didn't it, we think of magnets? Magnets are cool. It's interesting. It, it would be really interesting to get our hands on the dot mini or the dot tab, and just see because if the braille dots are as large as they are on the dot watch, you know, that explains why the dot tab is only like six by six cells. Yeah. Whereas, you know, there's another product out there that we keep wanting to get on the show, the graffiti tablet, which is like an eight and a half by 11 braille tablet. And I don't remember the technology they're using, but again, it has different dot depths, dot heights. We'll show you, you know, tactile diagrams, shapes, maps, all that sort of stuff too. Right. So it's exciting to see these different technologies finally coming to it's, it's about time. the arena. It is, uh, what yeah. makes me, what, what, you know, baffles me is that how, why did it take this long for someone to think of magnets? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the Braille me as well, that National Braille Press is carrying is using magnets. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got to yeah. be the, the solution to, to the, the longstanding problem. So hopefully this means that we're going to start seeing some, some Braille devices that are actually affordable. Yeah, that you don't need to take out a second mortgage or, you know, yeah, sell one of your children. Of a, price of a used car. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, because you, you did, you played with a dot watch. I mm -hmm. mean, it's it's light, right? Like it it's, is. It's, got, it, it's probably no heavier than an Apple watch. Never seen or held an Apple watch, but it is it is comfortable on your wrist. You know, I mean, it's not it's not obtrusive, you know. And four cells, you put four cells of conventional Braille on your wrist, you're going to notice it. It, it. It's an interesting technology, and it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Um, you know, because anything, anytime that there's a new technology like this, in there's always a development period where they work on you know the speed that the Braille refreshes. You know, that's been kind of nailed down in the existing old technology for a long time. That Braille pops up and down as quickly as you can, you know, use your up and down arrow keys on your sure. computer. Um, but, you know, there's there's a glimmer of light, you know, that technology is changing and it can only improve as time goes on. So, yeah, and I mean, certainly, to keep watching. You, you know, certainly, certainly the, and any new technology is going to have its limitations yeah. and it's not going to, you know, it, it's not going to be as fast, refreshable Braille, I'm sure. Right. You know, it's one line. Um, you know, it's it's going to have its limitations. But in terms of an introductory Braille device, well, something these, like the Braille Mini could be huge. Uh, yeah, uh, the Dot Mini. Or sorry, the Dot Mini. Braille Mini is a different device. Sorry. Yeah, I've been, <laughs> sorry, I've been doing price lists for two days. But yeah, you know, you're right. And for these, you know, other markets, like they were talking about Africa, you know, maybe India, and, and even, you know, North America, you know, making Braille education more affordable and, uh, what's the word, just giving us exposure to it more, you know, it wouldn't be hard for even myself who doesn't know all of my grade two or, sorry everybody, UEB Braille, 
you know, grab a $500 device and learn Braille. Yeah. Yeah. Especially you know, if it's, if it in my doubles own a, a teaching tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to keep an eye on these guys and, uh, and see what, what comes down. And I mean, hey, hey, listen, if anyone out there is interested in a dot watch, they're, they're pretty cool. I mean, you know, I would say that, you know, if, if these guys were only developing the dot watch, if that was sort of their shtick and that was, that was it, I would say, eh, I don't know if this is going to take off because not, not everyone's interested in, in the idea of a smartwatch. But you know what's interesting? But the fact that they're branching out and they're, they're developing other devices as well using the same technology, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I see big things for them. Well, and I'm really surprised, you know, like there's been Braille tactile watches for years. You know, the dot watch is, is the, I think the first smart watch, Braille smart watch. There hasn't been any other players really in the Braille or tactile smart watch category. All the smart watches have been, you know, either standalone running, you know, Android or the Apple, Apple watch or having to pair with your phone and just running off the apps on your phone. So we could be, you know, on the verge of a new technological breakthrough on, you know, Braille smart technology. Let's hope so. Fingers crossed. We'll see. All right. I'm hungry. I got to get out of here. All right. Get out of here. All right. Uh, hey, Ryan. Rob. Where can people find us? They can find us online at www.atbanter.com. They can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, and geez, and they can drop us a line if they desire at uh, atbanterpodcast at gmail.com because we're lonely. (laughs) Yeah, that's been pretty quiet in the inbox. Actually, Uh, no. Everyone's on vacation. We got an email from a listener. Oh, no, did we? Damn it. I totally forgot to respond to him today, and I totally meant to. Oh. Yes, we got an email from a listener. Was it a nice email? Yes, it was. Oh. Hmm. Oh, well. We'll get, we'll get to it next week. Okie dokie. We'll read it on air, especially if it was nice. Excellent. Um, hey, what about Canadian Assistive Technology? Tell us a little bit about that, Ryan. Well, for all your assistive technology needs, you can reach out to Canadian Assistive Technology at www.canastech.com. That's C A N A S S. T-E-C-H dot com. Or for Chaos Technical Services for your repair needs, they can find him at www.chaostechnicalservices.com. Excellent. See, I would have got that wrong. It's too yeah, long. Yeah, it's, yeah, it needs no. to be chaostech.com. I, I told him that, but he didn't listen to me. Yeah. You can't, can't, can't tell a guy from Newfoundland anything. <laughs> too much screech. Uh, <laughs> Uh, All right, that is going to do it for us this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. We'll see everybody. Was that your stomach? Uh, Some body noise. Maybe it was my stomach. (laughs) Man, we do got to get out of here. We're going to go eat. (laughs) All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see everybody next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Music provided by bensound.com.
take.